0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, June 27th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Dowling. Here's today's headlines. Soil health in Congress. Hopes ride on Trump's Z-meeting. Purdue won't rule out another aid package. Congress hears California's soil health history. In front of the House committee this week, California farmer and rancher Shannon Douglas lauded efforts in soil health from the California Farm Bureau and the Department of Food and Ag. Douglas, who is also the Bureau's first vice president, said promoting cover cropping captures carbon and combats climate change. She added that it also incentives land planters to preserve farmland from development, a long-running battle in California. FSMA issues. Douglas acknowledged that cover cropping doesn't work with all crops and farms. The flowering weeds attract deer, which can carry E. coli. The Food Safety Modernization Act prohibits animal manure in fresh produce fields. California Congressman Doug LaMalfa, rice grower who has used manure himself, replied, "We need to get this worked out." On labor. Douglas said for her farm, the local agronomists from the Natural Resources Conservation Service has been invaluable. But if you look at crop science, soil science, and agronomy-related issues, she said we have 4.6 job opportunities for every one of those graduates coming out of school in California. And on that note... A bill to improve soil health by establishing the state's version of a Natural Resources Conservation Service gained more committee votes this week. The California Climate and Agriculture Network opposed the bill out of concern that it duplicates the efforts of the state's Healthy Soils Program. Keep in mind, the California legislature approved $28 million for Healthy Soils. That program has worked with 329 projects and expects to see more adoption. Meanwhile, USDA NRCS has for decades had in every county a specialist focused on soil health. An app for that? Well, NRCS and UC Davis launched a new version of its Soil Web app yesterday. The tool helps farmers and gardeners identify their soil type and learn best practices. But the developers caution large-scale farmers not to replace their professional agronomists just yet. Cal EPA awards $1.5 million in environmental justice grants. The 34 grants span environmental issues across California's most pollution-burdened communities. In a press release, Cal EPA Secretary Jared Blumfield said, Our goal is to give people a voice in the decisions affecting their environmental future. The projects include promoting organic and conservation ag in the Salinas Valley because toxic synthetic pesticides have been, quote, proven harmful not only to field laborers but to their families and communities. Soil, water, and air testing to reduce or alter pesticide use from large-scale industrial agriculture and viticulture operations in Santa Barbara County. Also, pesticide exposure education in low-income communities, SGMA education, and heat stress prevention. An app for that, too? Well, the Department of Pesticide Regulation has launched a phone app for reporting pesticide exposure. The goal is to more efficiently process the 300-plus annual complaints set to the department. The app has gained the endorsement of a California Agriculture Commissioners and Sealers Association and an environmental justice group. A fun fact? Well, DPR notes in the release that 66% of pesticide-related illnesses occur in non-ag settings, such as homes, factories, restaurants, and swimming pools. California... South Dakota move up in state ag rankings. Nebraska's 3rd District held on to its spot as the number one congressional district in terms of farm revenue. That according to data from the USDA's 2017 Ag Census. The vast district that covers three-fourths of Nebraska reported $16.6 $16.6 billion in farm commodity sales in 2017, just ahead of Iowa's 4th District, which had just under $16 billion in sales, and Kansas' 1st District at $14.3 billion. California's 21st District in the Central Valley moved up from 7th place in 2012, that was the year the previous census was done, to 4th place overall in 2017 with sales at $9.8 billion. South Dakota's at-large district, 9.7 billion in 2017 sales, moved up one place to number five. Take note of the top 10 districts in ag sales, only two are represented by Democrats. That freshman TJ Cox in California's 21st and House Agriculture Chairman Colin Peterson of Minnesota's 7th district. Candidates debate immigration, climate, and the first debate. The opening round of the Democratic debates last night included exchanges over immigration policy and climate change. Very little was said about trade policy, although some candidates said China was either the biggest threat or one of the biggest threats to the United States that it faces. Former Housing and Urban Development Secretary Jillian Castro has staked a position furthest to the left on immigration policy calling for removing criminal penalties for entering the country illegally. Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar wouldn't take a position on that idea, instead calling for Congress to revisit the failed 2013 immigration reform bill, providing a path to citizenship for illegal immigrants, quote, would be so much better for our economy, she said. On climate, former Texas Representative Beto O'Rourke talked up the threat that more frequent storms pose to farmers and the role that agriculture could play in reducing greenhouse gas emissions. O'Rourke, who was described visiting an area of Iowa that was flooded this spring, said policies that focus on storing carbon in the soil would put, quote, farmers and ranchers in the driver's seat. The second of the first debates is tonight, and it'll feature 10 more candidates, including former Vice President Joe Biden, and Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders. Bayer takes steps to address court battles. Bayer Ag Supervisory Board is taking several steps to address the litigation facing the agrochemical giant over glyphosate herbicide. The company has hired an outside lawyer, John H. Beisner, to advise the company on its tactics and on mediation. Beisner, a product liability expert at the D.C. law firm Skadden Arps, will provide fresh and independent perspectives, according to a Bayer statement. The board is also appointing a special committee to monitor the litigation and said the company welcomed working with a court-appointed mediator, Ken Feinberg. Feinberg has an excellent reputation and an outstanding track record as mediator in some of the most complex settlements in recent years. That, according to board chair Werner Winning, Working with him will ensure a professional and thoughtful approach in the upcoming discussions. Bayer's 20-member supervisory board oversees the company's board of management. Here's today's He Said It. We're going to slow smoke it. That Ag Secretary produced saying the Trump administration won't rush House Democrats into taking a stand on the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, June 27th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. For Agripulse, Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nally.